0: Thanks for joining us, this is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but please just call me Rachel. Today's episode is called Empowered Emotion with Emma Robinson. Emma Robinson is a healer, teacher and artist. Her mission is to awaken the personal greatness in her clients through emotional healing. Graduate of the Institute of Healing Arts with honors, she has helped hundreds of clients heal and transform their lives. She is passionate about working with individuals that desire to create profound and meaningful change in their lives and in the lives of those around them. Hi, Emma. Welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, it's awesome to have you here. And I had the honor of and and the opportunity to work with you as a client. So I really have appreciated that and getting to know you also.
1: Oh, well, it was an honor to hold space for you. And I'm just really excited to be here and be a part of your podcast and get to connect with you and your listeners. Cool. So let's talk about emotional
0: healing. And you speak about, um, you know, emotions in a way I had never heard about is like an empowered emotion so you know tell us about emotional healing and what does
1: that mean sure so the practice of emotional healing is really an energy healing practice and it kind of feels like as you experienced a self-guided meditation or a guided meditation and essentially in an emotional healing session is that we're healing our consciousness So we're clearing out all those old beliefs and self-imposed limitations so that we can create space for a new way of seeing life, for a new way of being. So, you know, kind of how I like in this is that we've all heard these really true statements before that everything is energy and that our perceptions frame our reality. And while those are really true, what does that mean for the business owner that wants to see more growth but just can't put in any more hours in the day? Mm -hmm. And what does that mean for the mom that works nine to five and at the same time knows that she wants to be that really stellar parent to her children? So how I look at that as an emotional healing facilitator is that... In our early youth, most people frame perceptions or beliefs about life, about um, their careers, about lack and limitation that they then carry up into adulthood. So if you kind of think about it, imagine that when you were young, you grew up in a family where there were limited resources. Maybe there were three or four children and you were the last of the four children. And um, it was always a race to the dinner table to see who was going to get fed that day. And maybe at some time in your childhood, a little bit later, um, mom or dad lost their job for a little bit. And that was maybe scary um, as a family. And so as a result of that trauma, what happens is we then form beliefs based on that experience. So we might carry around the belief, oh, life is hard or there isn't enough to go Go around and even though that happened, when we we're two or five, we might be 25, 35, 75, still carrying around that old belief system. So, emotional healing is really that opportunity for us to bring our conscious awareness to those unconscious belief systems that we've been carrying around. Um, Another way of kind of saying that is we take the light of our awareness and we shine it into those dark places that maybe we haven't taken a look at before or we didn't even know we're there. We're sort of hidden beneath the surface of our consciousness. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the broad stroke of, you know, what emotional healing is. And I just kind of wanted to share maybe three things that I find to be exceptional about this particular practice, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I would love that. (laughs) Great. Thanks. So um, the first thing that I find really important, and this is just kind of in my own experience of all the practices that I've done, all the things that I've read, all the seminars I've been to, um, I find that there are just particular aspects to emotional healing that I haven't found anywhere else, make it really a unique practice. Um, The first is, is that my clients are tapping into their own internal guidance, and I think that's really important. My job as a facilitator is simply to hold space and provide intuitive listening. You know, I really believe that we all have our own innate wisdom. And while it's really wonderful to um, listen to teachers and have mentors in our life, I think at the same time, it's also really important for us to hold the knowledge that we have our own innate wisdom. And sometimes all that we need to do is just take the time or provide the space to listen to our inner wisdom. So I think that's the first exceptional piece about emotional healing as a practice.
0: I love that you say that. I think that is very a very powerful place to... Um... And space to hold for other people when we're working with them. You know, it's that, what, what is it for you? What are you feeling? What are you, you know, picking up or intuiting?
1: Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. And I believe that our body, mind, spirit, emotion, emotions, that entire um, integrated whole wants to be in alignment. So if it's out of alignment, we're working really hard to do that in some ways, right? Mm -hmm. And we kind of already have those answers inside of us as to how we can get back into alignment. So that's the innate wisdom that we're tapping into, the idea that we're all wise and that we're all healers. Yeah. yeah. And so it's really exciting for me to hold space for people with that knowledge because I learned right along the journey with my clients. Um, And that's huge and really exciting and really rewarding for me as a facilitator. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So So I would... Yeah, go ahead. Right yeah, what's the, what's the second? <laughs> okay, so the second Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> so the second is that um, I'm, I am I also think it's really important to mention that um, during the course of the session, my clients are connecting with their source, whatever their source is, whether it be their own higher guidance, universe creation, God, um, or their own connection to their higher power. You know, as a society especially a Western society, I really kind of feel that we are spiritually malnourished and we don't oftentimes talk about spirit and we don't know how to connect with spiritual guidance and that there can be a lot of pain in our own connection with our higher guidance. So a part of emotional healing is really inviting in higher power to participate and to offer wisdom to clients as well and reestablishing that connection so that communication can take place for both the clients and their connection to higher power. So I think that's another really exceptional piece to the practice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And last, and I think potentially most important is that emotional healing is experiential. Meaning my clients are leading, leading the session. Um, I'm providing that intuitive listening and serving as a guide, but they are both the students and they are the teacher. And here's why that's really powerful because when we experience healing Um, When we are in movement and when we are walking the path of our own healing, we fully integrate that information. So I'm sure you've had this experience before where you take a book off the shelf and, you know, you get that profound insight and you think, wow, this this is going to change my life. And you close the book and you put it back on the shelf and life doesn't change, right? (laughs) 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 <laughs> I think we've all had that experience. I mean, I've, yes. I've read wonderful books, right? And they've not really done anything to change my life. And that's because it sometimes it goes back to that um, teacher-student relationship. But when we are both our own teacher and we are the student in the practice, we are fully integrating that information because we're experiencing it. So it's creating a total change in our energy. When we shift our consciousness, it creates a change in our energy pattern. And that's why I say emotional healing is an energy practice, that we're healing our energy. We're just doing it through the scope of emotions and through our consciousness. So I think that's probably the third most exciting aspect is that um, the practice itself is experiential. And it also means that every session is different. Um, So I might show (laughs) yeah, which is really cool.
0: Yeah. And I love how you describe that. That is very uh, powerful and cool.
1: Awesome. Thanks. Yes. So that's kind of the broad strokes of emotional healing and the practice itself. You know, I like the, I'm thinking about
0: the kind of the traditional psychotherapy path and how, how this is different. And, you know, I think in the Western um, medicine kind of world where we go to psychotherapists for emotional support and healing, um, but
1: this sounds and feels so much different. Than it is that. different, yeah. So there's, um, I I don't diagnose, I don't prescribe, right? Because I'm I'm not. Um, License to do that, uh, but there's on the other side, a lot of freedom in what I do. So what I've sort of noticed is that what we do as a society is we go, we go to our therapist for emotional support. We go to our spiritual counselor for spiritual support. We go to our doctor for physical support and you know, on and on and on and on. And we uh-huh. silo off these aspects of who we are. But the truth is, is that there, we are an integrated whole. The mind affects the body, the body affects the spirit, the spirit affects the emotions and they all sort of work and interconnect. They're interconnected. So when I have a client that shows up, that's getting, experiencing tension, headaches It might not necessarily be um, something that they need to heal through the mind. They need to look at it differently. And it might not necessarily be something that is wrong with the body. Perhaps it's something wrong with our emotions. Maybe we're overstressed, we're overworked, we're overtired. We're holding the belief system that life is a struggle or a burden. And then we hold that in our bodies. So our emotions, that frequency that we carry can accumulate in the body and can manifest itself as physical um, symptoms. Yes. So that kind of <laughs> creates a really you know interesting dynamic. And so when I'm in a session, I'm gathering information from lots of different areas, from you know what my clients are experiencing in the body, from what I'm hearing them say through the course of a session, through you know shapes or colors that they're pulling out or emotion points that they're co- they're pulling out. Mm-hmm. Um, And all of that is helping to move through the process of healing in a session. Oh,
0: very cool. I know one of the things that came up with me in working with you as one of the images was a bug, a big black (laughs) bug. And we we just kind of both chuckled, you know, like it was fun. It didn't have to be, you know, so serious or. (laughs) Exactly.
1: but and yeah, I, I'm so glad you said that because, uh, one of the greatest, uh, comments or I suppose ears really is what it is of a lot of people before they, you know, book an emotional healing session is they say, I don't, you know, I don't want to dig up old trauma. Mm-hmm. Look, I totally, I totally understand that. And what most people don't understand is that whether you want to dig it up or not, you're living with it, mm-hmm. right? You're holding it in the body. And in some ways, not dealing with it only makes it bigger, stronger, compounds the belief systems and, you know, sort of dig that digs that hole deeper. Yeah. Um, and we're going to keep bumping up against those same outcomes. So, you know, I just always tell people the body is not going to bring forward anything that you are not in some ways already ready to heal. And on top of that, you know, I really try and bring a lot of joy to the session, a little bit of laughter, fun. I know that sounds crazy considering, some of the uh, subject matter or trauma or even abuse that comes up during a session. But, you know, I really believe that it doesn't matter how dark things are that single spark of light can cast out all darkness. And um, I think that's what laughter and fun and that ability to play during an emotional healing session does for us Is it allows that light to grow a little bigger, a little bigger, and cast out more and more darkness.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I appreciated your lightness as we were working together.
1: Thank you. And yours as well. I mean, my goodness. (laughs)
0: Thanks. (laughs) So uh, I have another question for you. You know, a lot of people who uh, are uh, helping other people with different. Um, modes of healing have a story themselves. And so I'm just curious, what is your personal journey with emotional healing? Oh, that is
1: really funny. Okay. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to share. It's a little bit of a, a twist and turny story. And I appreciate you giving me the time to share it because I don't often get to, mm-hmm. um, but I think it really kind of illustrates how I um, came into the practice and um, how you practice trust and intuition and taking leaps of faith. So the first thing, I'm kind of a, I'm a you know, high dominant personality, high eye as well. So if you're into disc personality at all. So I kind of like to start with the point. And I think the okay. point of my journey is that a funny thing happens when you step into your calling is that you realize that part of you has been there all along, only you've been covering it up with a lot of fear, trauma, lack of limitation. Mm-hmm. And truly that was my journey and my story. And I think why I'm so attuned to the practice of emotional healing, because I've been there. Um, And I suppose the most out of alignment where I kind of step into my story is when I was at the top of my, quote, success game. It was, you know, I was in my early 20s. um, I was working in corporate marketing, in corporate, um, corporate America, and I was making a lot of money. I had upward mobility. I had good relationships. And this is all during a recession when a lot of my friends are still going to school, you know, and or they're trying to get jobs. And That predominant message was, oh, you're so lucky. Hold on to that job, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) The truth was the insides did not match the outsides because I was really miserable on the inside and I was feeling really out of alignment. You know, even though I was the picture of success on the outside, on the inside, I just thought, is this it? You know, is this all it's ever going to be? And am I just going to live my life on other people's terms and other people's idea of success or what society wants of me or what I think my parents want of me or fill in the blank wants of me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that catalyzed a single seed for a leap of faith where I left my job, I packed everything I owned into the back of my car and I moved to Seattle. Yeah. And The truth is, I didn't really have a reason to be in Seattle. I just felt that's where I need to go. And I did. And as a result of that decision in Seattle, I met a host of intuitive coaches, past life regressionists, naturopaths, Reiki masters. These were the people that were really my first teachers. They opened my eyes to a world that I sort of thought existed. I had read about, but I had not personally experienced Met anybody that was really living that way, you know what I'm saying? Oh yes, I yeah. (laughs) Sound very similar. Oh really? (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. So So, there I am out in Seattle, and um, my boyfriend at the time, you know, he we'd uh, been dating for about ten years, and he comes out and he decides, you know. That now is the moment he proposes. We're going to get married, and the only caveat of that is that uh, he is an executive director of a nonprofit located right back here in the Twin Cities. Oh, okay. So, so we made the mutual decision that we were going to get married, and I was going to move back, and I did that very thing. And then my life kind of came to a halt. Right? Um, I a lot of the people around me were seeing success as a result of my move, and all the people that I connected, and I kind of felt like why was I called to this place and had all this huge experience if not, you know, if there's nothing more there for me? Mm-hmm. Um, if my eyes have been opened and now what am I going to do with this? So um, this is where things get kind of funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I had heard this practice and I I wish, I wish I knew who who developed this because I'd really like to give this individual credit. Um, So if somebody does know, as they're listening to this part, I would love to know, send me an email, write a comment. So I can credit this person properly, but here's how the practice goes is that you ask for what you want before you go to bed. And then you ask for the way in which you want to receive it. So before I went to bed, I said, I want to know what my next step is, and the way that I want to receive this information is in the color blue. And why I picked the color blue, I do not know. It's just sort of what happened. (laughs) So next morning, I get up. I completely forget that I've done this practice. I put out this request to the universe, and I'm going to a small town in Iowa to watch my cousin-in-law play basketball. And so I'm sitting there watching uh, Savannah, my cousin, whom I love and adore and is this total basketball star. She's playing basketball and it all of a sudden hits me. I've made this request and both teams are wearing blue. And I kid you not, Rachel, at this moment, it's halftime and a team of cheerleaders comes out onto the court and they start doing this cheer and the cheer goes, B L U. E and they're holding up signs. Oh my gosh. I, I was buzzing. (laughs) I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. What am I supposed to be paying attention to? Right. What does basketball (laughs) have to do with this? (laughs) So this is where it gets interesting is there was one team or one member on the team, a young woman, and she was scoring point after point after point. She kept hitting threes. Mm. And what I noticed about her is that every time she just went for it, she didn't hesitate. She would swoosh right she would land that three Mm -hmm. um and anytime that she hesitated it would rip and I thought okay there's my message whatever this next step is for me do not hesitate oh wow right and I thought okay this is pretty good but it's sort of nebulous right Mm -hmm. so I decided I'm gonna do this practice again the next night I I asked for what is my next step, and I asked to receive it in the color blue, only this time I wanted to say my name. Apparently, for some reason, I thought, well, that will be, the, <laughs> that'll do the trick, right. So the next morning, same thing, completely forget about this practice, wake up, I go to brunch with my family, and extended family, and, um, or my husband's extended family, and My um, aunt-in-law, Pam Robinson, walks in and she's wearing this beautiful sweater. And the first thing I say to her is, Pam, I love your sweater. And she says, thanks, Emma. This is my favorite color of blue. (laughs) Yes. Right? (laughs) And it was this deep, rich indigo. I mean, I can still see it in my mind, right? Uh And I sat two um, chairs down from her. And there was an individual in uh, my extended family that was going through a really trying time. And I watched as she sat across the table from him and affirmed him and really alchemized that situation in such a way that I'd, I'd never really seen anything like it. Mm. She, moved, she affirmed him in such a way that he was almost moved to tears and his wife was, was crying. And it was like watching something happen. I didn't have a label for it. I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was profound. And I pulled her over after brunch and I said, Pam, I don't know what you do, but I just feel like I need to know more about it. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. as well I'm director and founder of the Institute of Healing Arts I have a year-long facilitators program and I can teach you all about the technique it's called emotional healing or um, emotional release processing and I said okay and it was a year-long program it started in two weeks I signed up a day later I didn't know what I was doing I didn't know what it was about I thought I was going to show up in Utah and sing 654 hours of Kumbaya around a fire. <laughs> and that would still be fun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I probably still would have had a good, good time, but I don't know. <laughs> right. But here's the deal. It's like, do not hesitate. Right. I so yeah. often when people use this type of practice, they get the message and then they don't show up. Mm. They get the sign and then they don't receive. Yeah. And that was a huge lesson for me because I wasn't necessarily prepared. I wasn't necessarily in the position to, you know, invest all this hours, these hours or this money in, in going to school for a year. But I just knew I was right where I'm supposed to be. And all I had to do was say yes and show up. Right. Yeah, that is beautiful. Thank you. So, through that process that year long, it was like a connect the dots experience. It um I'd already read about half of the reading list. It was like all these things that I had studied um, invested in my time and in the la- and in, you know, years before, it, it just kind of came together in this beautiful marriage. And my own results as a result of the practice were profound. In the first three months, I tripled my income. I bought my first house. I had a better relationship with my husband than we had in the 10 years we have been dating and in the year that we have been married. And oh, um, wow. I ended up graduating with excellence from the program. I was, uh, I think the only one to complete my clinic in the third quarter. It's my knowledge that's never been done, hasn't been done since. And mm-hmm. that was just really people sharing my work. I would practice on someone or share the practice with um, a client and then they would refer, refer, refer. Uh-huh. And, um, and then we had business coaches and they would refer me their clients because they saw the benefit that I could maybe help their clients in a way that they might not necessarily be able to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I finished the, with the, um, that undergrad program, and then I went on to take the graduate program. I've done a ton of self-study since then. I opened um, my own practice, um, Empowered Emotion, and um, I think probably the most important thing about my personal journey is that I wake up every single day, and I get to live my mission on the planet, mm-hmm. which was the thing that I wanted most for myself. And, um, I get to leave myself, the world and the people that I touch just a little bit better than when I found them. And, um, that was in stark contrast to how I was living my life in corporate America. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's a huge gift and that is what I am absolutely most grateful for on the journey so beautiful story thing. and so cool now that you get <laughs> to lead other people to do that too yes yes and a part of that is simply living intuitively um yeah. I think that we, we you know to me I always wanted to have this thing oh intuition it sounds so cool and so great and I would read about it in books and um it always seems so far away and untouchable and unreachable and and sort of nebulous right mm-hmm. but, the, but the truth is is that at you know you're not intuitive until you just say that you're intuitive when you step into it then all of a sudden you become intuitive And what I mean by that is just trusting your inner guidance in whatever way that comes to you whatever information the way that information comes to you yeah Mm -hmm. and
0: yeah I found that there's there's just little insights here and there like a feeling or a knowing or something I see or and just being uh, present enough to notice it and feel it
1: exactly yeah. exactly exactly and well, then, oh use, and then I think the other important part of that is to use the information because we can be um getting signs 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 sign, signs and if we choose not, not to do anything with that mm-hmm. then we're sort of sending a message back out to the universe that we're just not going to listen yeah <laughs> is, is the universe going to keep knocking on a door when nobody's going to answer yeah <laughs> so um, our job is to just keep answering the call, answering the call, and the more that we continue to step out in faith in doing that, the stronger that, that muscle becomes. Mm-hmm. Right So exactly. We're in co-creation with that. It's a two-way street. Awesome. I
0: would just love for everyone to kind of awaken to that. And what if we were
1: all kind of communicating and living that way? It would be so beautiful. That's right. That's right. And I think that's the greatest gift is that when I stepped into this work, you know, I had this sort of um, idea that maybe there was more information available out there. Um, and now I really live my life in a, a larger dimension. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And it's kind of that saying, the eyes to see, the ears to hear right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's truly just that, is that you step into, you realize you're constantly being communicated with. Mm -hmm. And the beauty in that is that you know that you're constantly being supported. Yeah. And that is a fundamental shift in how we we can live our lives, is to know that we are really supported on the path.
0: Yeah. You know? I love that. That was a huge transition for me to, you, you know, I'd never really felt a lot of support I mean, I did and I didn't, so I don't want to like, if anyone's listening to this to be like, you didn't feel support for me. I did. And then yet realizing that the support doesn't come from other people, it comes from inside, it comes from the universe, you know, it's, it just is. And it's always there, you know, it wasn't something that was ever lacking, but to just now be able to live from a more empowered place because there's no, no more doubt or no more fear, worry, all of that. Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's sort of an emotional healing arc right there. Right. Because um, we might feel that we are not supported, even though people have their hands at our back. It's really our perception and our perception frames our reality. Mm -hmm. You're holding the belief I cannot be supported. It doesn't matter how many hands are at your back in your viewpoint, you can't be supported. So it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. Right. And when we come to that understanding, that beautiful understanding that you brought forward that um, that we can be supported and we are supported at any and all times in all places and in all ways. Then all of a sudden that opens the portal of all opportunity. And then the magic starts to happen because all of a sudden, oh, this person just wants to bring you a coffee today. And this person just wants to donate to your podcast. And this person just wants to, you know, carpool your kids to school that day. And you realize, oh, wow, I am so supported.
0: Mm-hmm. And then we
1: can acknowledge and practice gratitude towards that. Guess what happens? We're even more supportive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And that's right. how you, you track that upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really, I, I love that you brought that forward. I think that was a beautiful illustration of, of um, what we work on in emotional healing in a lot of ways. Yeah.
0: And you so beautifully articulate it. So, we are going to take a moment here for a commercial, and we will have more with Emma Robinson when we return. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Welcome back. You are listening to Rev with Rachel. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. Today I am speaking with Emma Robinson, healer, teacher, and artist. It's awesome to be here conversing about healing with you, Emma, and I would just love to know more
1: about um, who you help and who do you typically work with. Yeah, great question. So um, I always say I work with people of all backgrounds, ages, locations, um, you know, folks from across the United States and even beyond the United States. Um, really, they're just individuals that have a desire to change. Uh, whatever they've been doing is just no longer working for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I really think that that's only, the only prerequisite is a deep desire to change. I don't really care who you are, what's happened to you in the past. I believe that anything and everything can be healed. Um, And that all that is required of us is desire. Uh, so that being said, <laughs> I do have some typical clients, people that I feel like are more attracted to the work. And it might just be because of my own practice and my own energy, attract mm-hmm. uh, what you know, in a lot of ways. Um, but these are also the folks I tend to see a lot of success with. And they're typically entrepreneurs, business owners, healers, artists. Um, and these are the folks that really understand that great business and great art, is really a product of them doing their own self-development, their Mm -hmm. own inner growth. Um, Truly, our businesses are just a reflection of who we are or a reflection of the collective of people involved in that business, right? And our art is simply just our consciousness, right? It's also just a reflection of what's going on in the inside. So when we want to make changes, when we want to improve, when we want to, we want to grow, that's an inside job. And that's um, really where I like to come in, is help my clients in those, those, that inner work, with the inner work. Mm-hmm. So those are the, typically the folks that I work with.
0: Oh, I love that. And, and you're saying some really powerful things there about um, anything and everything can be healed.
1: Yes. Yes. And that's um, kind of another thing I wanted to touch on is a lot of people ask me, oh, what is your program and what does it look like? And here's what I say. Everybody is different and everybody is at a different point on the journey. And it doesn't make somebody less or more than somebody else. It just means we are where we are. So um, when I work with a client, I'm typically, we are working together to create that plan. And my goal as a facilitator is to help heal and then give you the tools and the information to go and go on in your life and carry that information forward, that knowledge forward, right? Yeah. So, um, so there's no judgment in that. It's just about, we kind of work together as a team. I like to do that with my clients and figure out what feels right? you know, mm-hmm. is it three or four sessions to start? And then, you know, you come, come back every six months when you feel like you're bumping up against something. Uh, you know, I really want to empower my clients to, to go on and be great, um, and not necessarily have to use emotional healing all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a, a sign of, of, uh, a great, great healing practice is one that allows us to integrate the information and then, um, upgrade, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and that empowers people and gives them the tools to, um, you know, start doing that for themselves. Precisely, precisely, and that's kind of, I think, my particular um, gift, I would say, in in my own practice, is that I love to share, give, recommend resources, and help people really understand what is emotional well-being, Right. So that they can take that information and heal not only themselves, but their families, their employees, their clients, and hopefully the world at large. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember first, I realized
0: that if I want to help others, I have to help myself first. So yes. then I started my inner journey and then that journey turned into, OK, now my home, my home and my household, uh-huh. my family. And then I realized this next step was now now I can take this out. You know, now it's a community thing.
1: and Yes. And yeah. we were kind of talking before the podcast, you know, my feeling right now is that, you know, healers and teachers, we're being, we're being called to task right now. Yeah. Um, You know, a lot of my practice has been one-on-one kind of, you know, in my office, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> healing yeah. people. And, and I love that. And I've learned so much. And now I really want to be of service on a bigger scale. And, and that's me taking weeks of eight, like this podcast, which you've made, you know, just uh, so easy and effortless, effortless and um, graceful in your ability to hold space. Uh, So, so we're all kind of being asked to step out and and shine out and bring um, our information forward. Mm -hmm. Really start to see that shift on a bigger scale.
0: Yeah, that is so true. And I would love for you to talk about, you know, what are the changes or benefits that people would experience um, doing this work with you or emotional healing work?
1: Yes. So great question. And the first thing I would say is there is really no limitation. The limitation is only that which we put on ourselves, you know, the limitation of our own thinking. Um, However, if we're going to get really tactile, which I like to, too, right, I like to really Uh wide visioned and then tactile as well. And that's, you know, I've seen folks sell a house as a a result of emotional healing. Mm -hmm. I've had, you know, um, difficult client relationships, not, um, in emotional healing, but actually my uh, prior business. And, um, I would use emotional healing to establish better relationships with my clients. So it can be really tactile. It can give you really good business information. It can give you, um, a new outlook on your finances. It can, uh, create a better bridge between you and your higher guidance. And, and it can also create profound changes. So better relationships, financial abundance, health, stepping into your purpose, your divine right, livelihood, uh, Mm -hmm. that spiritual connection that we talked about. But I really feel Rachel, the most important thing is that we, we, We develop our own self-awareness, our own self-love, and our own self-acceptance. And I really feel like when we can show compassion and love to ourselves, it transforms absolutely everything else in our lives.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Totally. So then why... You know, speak more about emotional healing and emotional, you know, I a lot of people are talking emotional intelligence yes. right now. Um, what yes. about that and what is what makes it a valuable ingredient in our well-being?
1: Yeah. So I love this kind of conversation because I can't tell you um how many clients first come to see me and they are so emotionally detached. And truly that was my story. If you oh, had, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I numbed, you know. I would <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) I didn't feel anything. Right. And here's why that happens is because, um, a lot of people say, oh, I got to control my emotions or my, or, um, emotions are everything, you know, and both of that is kind of an extreme. And what I see with a lot of my clients is they're kind of the equivalent. They use their emotional body. Like they'd be driving a car and they've, um, put a towel over the entire dashboard So they can't really see how much gas is in the tank. They don't know what direction they're going. They don't know how fast they're going in that direction. And they wouldn't even know it if their check engine light was on. Mm -hmm. Think about the impact of that.
0: Yeah. It's kind of a great analogy. I love that.
1: Thank you. And so I always tell my clients emotional healing is a lot like having an internal GPS system. It's our thermometer. It helps us to just take a gauge of how we're feeling in particular areas of our life. And, um, this is important because we all heard it said, follow your joy, follow your bliss. Well, if we're not feeling in our emotion body, how can we do that? And a lot of that is because people have fear over negative emotions. They think those negative emotions are bigger than they are. Um, lots of times it has to do with our relationship to anger. But here's sort of the beautiful thing about anger is we live, we live in the Midwest. We live in an, a part that has a prairie. And if you've ever seen um, what, what fire does when it moves through the prairie is it gets rid of all the old junk, the old stuff. And um, that goes into the soil and nourishes those new seeds of new growth. And to me, that is the power of anger when it's used appropriately. It can be a catalyst. It helps us to bring our awareness to the areas of our life where it's just no longer working, where things just no longer serve us. That was really my story working in corporate America, right? It felt icky. And that's just information. Now I could have covered my, you know, check engine light, put a swatch of duct tape over it and just kept on going, but yeah. where would I be? Yeah. <laughs> where do we end up when we, when we sort of deny that emotional body, when we're not paying attention, that results yeah. in breakdown, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. And then we carry all of that um, in our bodies. Because the truth is, is that whether you want to do anger or not, you're doing anger. Um, and it can either be healthy and be a catalyst for new growth and change or we can hold it in the body and it can be really self-destructive or it can come out sideways backwards and, and sort of in a manipulative way where it becomes self-destructive to others. Yeah. Right? And so my goal in emotional healing is not only to take people through a process where they can learn about what does it mean to be in touch and in tune with your emotions. Notice, no know, knowing that they are your internal GPS system and that they, um, are a great source of information, right? But also to help um, understand emotional intelligence on the whole. And that's really been my goal on my website with things like my blog. Um, I'm, you know, starting a new Instagram account where I'm just going to be giving really fast uh, information to people that they can just really tactical guidance, actionable guidance that people can use. Because I think that we are really out of touch with the power of our emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, they're such an important aspect of, of our greater whole. And another example that I kind of like to use with this is I have so many clients. And when we set an intention in the beginning of a session or our work together, they might say, well, I want to make tons and tons of money. And I say, well, that's really great. And how do you want to feel when you make that money? Mm -hmm. Because the truth is we can make a lot, a lot of money. And I want that for my clients. But if it feels like junk having to get there, if you lose your health and all of your relationships and your self-respect in the process, have you gained anything? No. No. Yeah. So my goal is for us to really pair what is that emotion? What does that that, um, money truly represent? And what will it help you to do? And what will it go into the world to help the world to do? And then how does that feel? Mm -hmm. What happens is when we pair those really powerful emotions with it is it draws that closer to us. Because in some ways we are already living that as if it already exists, right? We're Mm -hmm. feeling it in the body, that emotion of joy or abundance or ease or effortlessness. And our body, that intelligence that we hold in the body cannot tell the difference from it happening in actuality or us just experiencing it in our emotions. It carries the same frequency. It's like visioning 2.0. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's when we can pair it with that emotion. So, you know, that's just, I mean, really like a sampling of <laughs> sort of the grand picture. And I hope it kind of helps to highlight the importance of the emotional body. And also for me to say, you know, it's not the end-all be-all either. Um, I think that we can gather information from our body and we can gather information from our spirit and we can gather information from our minds just the same. It's about creating that beautiful um, balance between all aspects so that they're married and that they're working on a whole, they're fully aligned.
0: Well, that was beautifully expressed, Emma. (laughs) I love how you, how you speak to your work and and healing. I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I realized for myself that I was, you know, living a very numb life. And the more I let myself feel the negative stuff, and that's, you know, as a, As a new mom, that was easy to start. Yeah, You know, my little beauties were triggering stuff in me that I was like, what is this? And then I would kind of hold it in. And, but the more I let myself feel icky stuff, the more I was able to tap true happiness, like from the inside and more joy and stuff. And I think we know all of that's possible, but we kind of have to feel everything. It's like a, a integrated
1: whole, like spectrum and yet dimension. Yes. (laughs) well said and then it's also microcosm macrocosm right because the more that we are willing to heal the pain and the trauma of the past just like we do in emotional healing those old subconscious belief systems the greater healing the greater joy we can experience on the other side yeah so in some ways that duality is our greatest teacher right and so we don't have to take that um that approach that, oh, negativity is bad, and oh, da, 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 fill in the blank. You know, I don't even really like to re- repeat that. So, um, my feeling is that it's our teacher just the same, right? How, how could we see the stars if not for the night sky? Yeah. How can we know light if we don't know dark? Um, when we can kind of come to understand that there is value in those experiences as well, uh, we become more balanced in our own energy. We become healed and we welcome in some ways when we feel fear or overwhelmed because we understand it's just the process of growth.
0: Yeah. I love that. You have so much to offer, Emma, and I would love for our listeners to connect with you. How would you recommend them they do
1: that? Yeah. So the best way to connect with me is on my website, empoweredemotion.com. And I'm offering $50 off an, your first session for any of your listeners. That's just my gift so that you can try out the process, see what you think. Just shoot me an email when you book your session online so that I know that, you know, I listen to Rev. Rachel and we'll be sure to get you your special gift. And then, you know, the other thing is that this year I'm, I'm launching my Instagram account, um, empowered underscore E and that's really where I- guidance, um, you know, the things that I wish I would have gotten to study in high school, like there should really be an empowered emotion 101 course for yes. every young <laughs> I know, I'm like, gosh, I
0: just knew
1: this 20 20-
0: no. I'm sorry, to, but I'm yeah. so grateful
1: now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, because the truth is, is that, um, you know, I want to give what I really wanted <laughs> yeah. and I had to take the long adventure to receive and I'm super grateful for my journey. And at the same time, I want to fast track other people. Yeah, And so that's my goal, both on my, my website, where my blog is, if you really kind of like that more detailed, um, uh, information like chakras and you know what is the subconscious mind um and then also really those fast facts that you can get uh via my instagram so check me out on both those places or drop me a line i'd love to hear from your listeners and you know rachel i just want to affirm and um tell you how much i appreciate you the work that you do in the world um, i would not have been able to do this anywhere else i think your presence um really just um, allows me to shine as well. And I just, I admire you. I admire your work. And I want to say thank you for having me.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Emma. It's such an honor to know you.
1: And I'm I'm looking nice. forward to staying connected with you also. Likewise. And I'm looking forward to reading your book and um, watching you shine. So, oh,
0: thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I hope our listeners check you out and take advantage of um, that discount to work with you because it's very powerful. I've had the privilege of experiencing that myself. So awesome yay yay (laughs) so listeners i wanted to let you know that my new book radiantly free recreating life and health from the radiance of you is now on amazon so chapter by chapter we dive into freeing the mind freeing the body free the soul free others free our children on and on and my hope is that it speaks to your soul and helps you heal and become free from the inside out And you can also check out my app. Information is at www.rachelapp.com. You can download it for free and also subscribe for more growth promoting features. And if you want my nine happiness and healing essentials, please go to www.drrachelw.com. Enter your name and email, and I will send you that free gift. With that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love.
1: This is the EWN Podcast Network.